Hello and a very warm welcome to the Proximo podcast. This is your host, Thomas Hopkins, reporting to you from London. On today's podcast, we will be discussing the present and future challenges faced by the toll road sector in relation to both COVID-19 and climate change. Here to interrogate this topic with me is Fernando Rodriguez Marin, a partner at Bracewell. Fernando advises developers, investors, and financial institutions on infrastructure, energy, and real estate projects. He represents clients in project finance and public-private partnership transactions, including transportation and social infrastructure projects, as well as renewable energy, energy efficiency, and water projects. He negotiates, structures, drafts, and reviews P3, concession, design-build, EPC, and O&M contracts, as well as financing and investment agreements on behalf of equity investors, consortiums, financial institutions, and government agencies. Fernando, that's quite a CV, and thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you. And it's a pleasure to have you on the, on the podcast. Um, so, I mean, if I just kick off the discussion and start with a question about COVID-19 in relation to toll roads, I mean, to what extent do you think that the aftermath of COVID-19 will affect assumptions about toll road revenues in the long term? Well, I, I, um, I think COVID-19 uh, has had uh, a, a significant impact on, on revenues, not just on, on um, toll roads, as, as you can imagine, and, and everybody knows. And um, it, it, it really is, uh, it would be, um, uh, I would be making a mistake if I, if I thought that they would, they would have no impact in future um, uh, sort of modeling for revenue on toll roads, uh, especially demand toll roads uh, in, uh, you know, that, that are procured going forward. However, I, I, I believe that uh, the, the, the financing and financial model for these projects already contemplated uh, the possibility of you know, uh, severe force majeure events occurring, and um, and you know, I suppose the the only thing that might change uh, uh, slightly uh, going forward is is the, the 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 length of this force majeure event, which uh, uh, has uh, has really uh, extended beyond uh, what uh, is uh, what would have been otherwise modeled. Um, I, I still, however, think that uh, even though, you know, models in the future will uh, contemplate uh, perhaps a, a, a bit more uh, conservative um, contemplation of potential um, external events like uh, COVID-19, I don't think the, the impact uh, in, in modeling uh, will be uh, will be um, severely different uh, or, or severe severe, and it will change things uh, too dramatically from from the way they were they were before COVID. So perhaps longer, you know, um, uh, expectations of of longer um, revenue um, uh, periods without you know revenue absence periods and and potentially uh, an increase in some cases of. Uh, of, of some uh, reserves in, in financings. Thanks very much, Fernando. That's very interesting to hear. I mean, do you think 
there will be greater long-term appetite from sponsors or indeed lenders for availability concessions for the road sector. And indeed, does this align with fiscal pressures facing governments as a result of the pandemic? Well, I, I think the the appetite for um, availability-based uh, projects will continue to be. There is there is a, a uh, significant amount of, of uh, uh, global investors uh, chasing the recurrent uh, quasi-sovereign um, credit uh, of, of of the uh, and revenue um, uh, generated by these projects. And uh, I, I can anticipate the, the, that, that uh, uh, appetite to continue uh, to exist and, and even grow. Um, does it align with fiscal pressures? Uh, I think it's, it is, that, that I'm not so sure if the availability uh, payment system would necessarily be the distinguishing factor for, for uh, you know, when, when it comes to uh, for for an, an authority to the to determine which uh, financial structure it will be, be procuring a a project under, I mean the 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 pressures will be what they are, and um, and and you know the the authorities will have to be deciding whether they um, they choose to bring projects uh, to the market to be. Financed directly by sovereign uh, or you know state uh, issued uh, you know uh, or state revenue uh, bonds issued by the state, or by allowing you know uh, private parties to issue um, productivity bonds uh, backed by availability-based uh, concessions. So I, I I think I think that uh, these projects will continue. And that the the appetite for for them and the um, the the uh, disposition by authorities will continue to be there. Um, uh, the the main uh, you know uh, as long as the, uh, the 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 overall financing uh, structure of the uh, of the authority uh, allows it, so it, it will continue to be uh, a a widely used and probably growing uh, structure. Thank you, thank you, Fernando. And just, you know, having covered COVID-19 and therefore the sort of present pressures or changes at least that the road sector has been encountering, uh, I wonder if we might move on to a discussion slightly more about the future in terms of climate change and its interaction with the road sector. So, I mean, with the road sector coming under increased scrutiny from environmental campaigners, do you think that sponsors or governments will have to change their approach to the development of roads? Well, I, I think the first of all, I, I have to say that uh, in my experience, um, in most jurisdictions, certainly in the U.S., uh, you know, the development of of a of a road, a major road, an interstate, or or a large uh, you know, motorway will require uh, some kind of environmental impact study. So the the the, the uh, uh, you know the environmental uh, component has has been part of the development uh, of new uh, or expansion of existing roads in in, uh, in in most developed countries. So um, 
the, the, the fact that there may be increasing scrutiny might mean that uh, some of the uh, governmental uh, reviews um, might be stricter, but of course that will depend on, uh, you know, it might depend on, on whether there's uh, any, any changes uh, on uh, federal uh, regulations, um, which might make uh, the, 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 uh, the approval or the issuance of, of uh, findings of, of no environmental impact uh, uh, more difficult or, and, and, or um, state regulation changes. So it is, um, I don't think in, in concept, um, the development of new roads will change uh, dramatically from the way it's done now. Uh, it just might uh, have more um, requirements uh, in the future. But again, this is, this is to, be, to be seen. Yes, no, of course, I imagine that this will emerge in time. I mean, just thinking about, you know, some ways in which environmentalists have tried to challenge the road sector, you know, environmentalists have in several cases around the world, attempted to challenge road projects on the basis that they will limit the ability of governments to meet their obligations under the Paris Climate Agreement. I mean, how successful do you think these arguments or arguments of a similar nature are likely to be from a legal perspective? And I mean, do they actually present any kind of serious challenge to the road sector? Well, as to the, to, to the, the, the question on uh, how successful those uh, arguments could be, uh, you will allow me at being a lawyer to not uh, give any, any uh, answer that might uh, uh, prejudge any any uh, any potential uh, success of any of any case uh, after so many years uh, practicing law, one knows uh, not to um, predict the success of, of any lawsuit. <laughs> but uh, in 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 reality, I mean, I think these these type of um, challenges would be very difficult to um, to mount because the, uh, the 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 claimant will have to prove uh, that there is a, a uh, first of all, a, a very strict mandate that needs to be complied with uh, by, the, um, by the procuring authority, be it the state or, or in the US, it could be a, a county or a municipality. And, and then the, 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 the fact that they, the, the party has to have also standing, so the, so the, uh, the the particular legislation has to uh, allow or recognize the right of, of uh, the general public to challenge um, uh, the particular project. Th that second part might be uh, less difficult to meet, as you know, in, in many jurisdictions, you know, uh, there is this broad standing on, on the part of the public to challenge um, regulations or. Uh, administrative decisions that might violate the law. But I think the biggest challenge to the success of these cases would be to uh, for, for them to be able to uh, demonstrate that the, the, the treaty that the uh, United States, uh, I'm sorry, the United Nations um, uh, Climate uh, Treaty Convention really is, is uh, first of all, is a, an enforceable treaty uh, and, and is the directly binding and applicable, and that and then it has and that it has 
um, you know, um, it has uh, mandates and, and uh, requirements that uh, must be met by the procuring authority. So I don't, I'm, I'm not a, um, you know, um, future teller, but I, I would not put a lot of uh, money on the success of, of uh, you know, or, or on the big change in, in the legislative, uh, sorry, in the, um, in, in the um, case law uh, or in, in the, the lit amount of litigation that occurs with respect of uh, these type of, uh, of these uh, challenges. Thanks, Fernando. And particularly in countries that have already have sort of established road networks, I mean, is there any likelihood of governments shifting their focus from roads to sectors such as rail in light of their environmental goals? Well, that depends on on the countries. I mean, I uh, I think you you you've seen. Uh, I mean, I can tell you, for instance, in in countries like Spain, where I'm originally from, the um, the government um, has uh, recently. Um, published a, a policy where it's, it, it intends uh, to promote uh, the use of, of rail for any, um, um, any trip that would be uh, under, I think it's uh, 500 kilometers in distance, um, which uh, is, is, is kind of a, um, an, a way to, uh, to say that they're going to be promoting rail over uh, uh, flying. Uh, that type of policy might also have an impact on construction of new uh, roads where uh, rail uh, could be an alternative. But of course, that depends also on the urban, the 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 the, the, the urbanism um, model of the particular country. In 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 European nations or other nations where um, you know the uh, urban development is concentrated in in um, sort of a dense urban areas, uh, rail transportation and communications is is more, um, it, you know, it becomes more uh, a better um, alternative or, or a stronger alternative to to road travel. Whereas in in countries like the um, most of the U.S., where you know the uh, urban um, city uh, cities are, are characterized by urban sprawl, uh, you know. Uh, it, the 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 alternative of, of rail to, over over road is is not as clear. Um, I having said that in, in in places like the U.S., I know that especially in the Northeast and in dense areas, there is a um, um, a big interest in in actually using existing right of ways of uh, roads to develop. Uh, some kind of a rail or transit system uh, where where appropriate. So I can see that uh, that growing uh, that not only rail as an alternative in some countries, but rail as an additional, uh, uh, if if you like, uh, more than alternative, a, a, a um, additional resource for for um, mass transportation in in countries like the U.S. Thanks, Fernando. And if I just ask a final question, just to round off our session on COVID-19 and climate change today, 
how do you think the growth in demand for EVs will change the environmental debate about new road projects, or indeed, will it change the debate? I I can only think that it would um, it would change it for uh, to 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 kind of reinforce what I what I uh, what I think, which is that uh, um, that the the, the um, there will be uh, the, the, you know that that the construction of new roads is already something that requires environmental clearance, and that uh, you know the, to the extent that the that we move to a model where uh, road transportation is less um, carbon intensive, and and um, and yet it, it, and it becomes um, a, a sort of uh, an alternative to, um, to for instance, rail transportation, uh, because um, cars uh, will no longer pollute as much, and uh, roads might even uh, be uh, sources of uh, of power. Is if uh, if some some uh, projects I've, I've heard exist uh, about uh, putting solar panels on roads. Uh, are um, successful, and, uh, and and generally the roads are um, supplied with uh, electric charging uh, stations. I I can only see that the, the that that move towards electrification will be uh, uh, compatible with a continued growth of of uh, of roads, um, especially in in countries like the U.S., where you know uh, population is is spread over uh, large um, areas, and uh, you know it's uh, it is really not feasible to uh, to build from scratch a um, a uh, you know network of of, of uh, rail rail lines or uh, or until we um, you know uh, there is a a new fuel um, that, that to be used by airplanes uh, safely that would um, reduce substantially the the you know the airplanes um, sort of carbon footprint so uh, you know I I can only think that EVs would um, would be good for for new projects um, new road projects yeah no thank you very much Fernando and. I'm afraid that's all we have time for today, unfortunately. But Fernando, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's certainly been a fascinating discussion. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And yes, so thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to tune in again next week for more of your latest project finance, energy and infrastructure news from Proximo. <music>